right. Well, welcome to this episode of Rooster and the Villain. Uh, I'm proud to have the holy triumvirate back here with Brad Tyndall back from his honeymoon in Hawaii and Jimmy Carn still there. Still still here. Like a bald, egg-headed man. Oh, it's beautiful, though. I just got it trimmed up. It's still like still kind of smooth right now. Huh? Do you call that a like, trim or do you call that like a... What do, what do like you call the, the, Here's the thing, like... Head? Here's here's the uh, I mean it's 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 more than a shave now because it's like a you know an actual shave I like going down to like the bald bald like the Mr Clean bald like the older I've got like I've been shaving my head now for shit like twelve years like I just rolled into baldness I was like I'm just gonna go for it um and but like the older I get like the less tolerant I am about it going long so like I'm almost to like a weekly thing now and. And yeah, I have like, I never have bedhead and all I don't like, I don't even really have to use shampoo. I just body wash and, and lotion afterwards. But the, the only thing that sucks about it is I got to cut it all of the time. So that's uh. what about your other body hair? What do you use to wash that body wash? <laughs> just body wash. Just body wash. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a shampoo yeah. everywhere kind of guy. Do you, do you, you, you shampoo your body hair? Yeah. Does it need to be? Does it need to be full and luscious? Like, what? what I don't know. What, it seems to do okay with my armpits. Same. No, just I'm just lazy. Just soap, guys. It's okay. Soap. <laughs> let's let's move <laughs> on. Uh, so it's been a long time since we all talked, and a lot a lot of things have happened in in the Premier League. Um, do we start with coaching changes? I guess uh, a lot of them. Tottenham yeah, I mean, obviously started with Nuno for just a little bit, went to Conte, <laughs> Dean Smith moving from Villa to Norwich. I don't even know who, who's the new Villa coach. Steven Gerrard. Gerrard. Dummy. I'm a dummy. That's right. Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Came in, came over from Rangers who then uh, Ali finally, for. that's yes. kind of where, where I want to start with you as a former United fan. And I I've been calling for Ali out for the past three years. And you were still the devil for a while, and you're like, "Oh, patience, patience, patience." My man stunk. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. See, like it was probably a little out of his depth, but I think that considering what I'd seen them go through the years in the past, I think just some stability was just as important for that period of time as the coaching change. Um, I think when it changed was, you know, this year they finally made some of like the really, really big investments. And yes, I know they spent a lot of money on Harry Maguire. And they spent money in the past, but you know, bringing in Sancho and, and Cristiano Ronaldo and um, Rafael Varane, like the, it's a, it was a real show of intent, more so than they'd had in the past. And um, the results weren't there. And 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 now is the time to you know get somebody as uh, I mean as important of a coach as there is in the modern game. You talk about like Thomas Tuchel and uh, Jurgen Klopp point to this man as like like their inspiration. That's where, you know, they, they learned, um, in the German league. So, uh, yeah, I think it was finally time. I still love, I still love Ali. You know, I think that, um, if, if you're a United fan, like a really United fan, you can be ready for him to go, but still love him. So he walked out the front door and then Jaden Sancho gets on the field and tears <laughs> shit up. Why did Donnie, he not play him ever? Donnie Vanderbeek too. Right. Um, I don't think he's tearing yeah. it up as much, but he is seeing the field. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that, you know, that was a, a struggle for him rotating, rotating the squad, especially as, as deep as, as they had made it. He, he did a poor job of that and probably led to some frustration, but um, you know, it is like, 
uh, it is a change going from other leagues coming to the Premier League. So um, some guys are equipped to handle it, and some guys need a little time. And Sancho is still very young, and the Premier League is far different than the Bundesliga. So um, the talent is unquestionable. I think it's just a, it was a matter of time and probably the right coach to build that sort of belief in him. But he should be good. He's gonna he's gonna look really good in in Rangnick's system. I think so. I think the uh, the the battle for the last Champions League spot is gonna be hot 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 with. United kind of coming into form, Tottenham and Arsenal right in there. Then you got West Ham all kind of vying for that last Champions League spot. And it's, it's possible for everybody. And I think that's a good segue into Brad. Brad, welcome back from Hawaii. I'm sure life has hit you hard again, coming back to work after missing <laughs> all the damn emails. Uh, but, but welcome back. What, what, what are, what's your, what are your thoughts on the Tottenham Hotspur at this point in the season? December 3rd. Oh, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's a good time to, you know, don't expect top four and even losing to little minnows in the conference league. It's entertainment, man. They, they're not boring. Um, it's disappointing. I don't know if Conte really cares about that competition and it's kind of that maybe blessing in disguise if they go out. Um, but I'd still like them to see him progress, but yeah, I don't know. Two points off the top four with a game in hand. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for Nuno. Seemed like a nice guy. Conte's an absolute psychopath. Uh, Simone mold, uh, really, really crazy. So that's, that's fun. Um, I don't know. It's been, it's been a gross couple of years though. I don't like seeing this much turnover with coaches after I just got used to Pochettino for like six years or whatever it was. And that's never a good sign if you, uh, you're churning through managers. So, yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy. I just like watch. I'm really excited for the festive fixtures in general uh, across the prem. It's it's uh, it's great entertainment. It makes me happy. Yeah, so, so Tottenham seven, vibes, seven points in the last three, so that kind of shot them way up the table. Which I find the overreactions on Twitter for this time of year just to be fantastical because. There's just not many points separating five or really four from even like down to 14. You're talking about nine points, which is not a lot at this time of year. So everything's an overreaction. They've, so, they've, played, think, they've played 14 games out of 38. Like you're not like you're yeah, not even halfway. Yeah. Some of these goal differentials are insane right now. Like, and we do have for the first time in a, in a while, a three team Premier League race, like legit, it's looking up to, to to be a legit race between City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. But Chelsea kind of looks like the class of the bunch thus far, unfortunately. What are your thoughts on that? Liverpool looks very mean as yeah, well. I, mean, I watched the Everton match. Scary. Salah is in amazing form. I don't know. We have to see. And then and City's, City's just still a buzzsaw. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. How's Grealish playing for City? He's been hurt. He's been hurt. Like, uh, yeah, he made uh, he made a cameo against Villa because it was at Villa Park. But uh, outside of that, I don't think he played for like the previous like three or four games or something like that. So, same yeah. with De Bruyne. He's been out. I have both of them on my fantasy squad. They've done nothing <laughs> all year. <laughs> um, but I, I just meanwhile Salah that. has outscored everyone by like double. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought Jack it's it's like just an embarrassment of riches. Right. So he was the guy, he was the captain for Villa. Everything went through him. And now he's just like a, another pretty cog in their giant wheel. And it's like, they'll keep churning with or without him. I think he'll get as much playing time, like long-term. I don't know. It's, it's kind of odd, you know, just an embarrassment of riches that they have. What was your take on the Villa reaction to Grealish's return, Jimmy? Uh, I mean, like, I think that like there was a, there was an article. Um, I want to say it was in the telegraph um, where they interviewed him and he made some comments again that just pissed everyone off. Um, I mean, essentially like saying that, you know, there was like three times he could have left, right. Uh, there was the Tottenham links um, when he was younger. And then, then like, uh, then there was United um, the year before. And uh, since he, like he sat out the game where Villa played United and then like basically said, all right, if you guys aren't going to sell me, I'll sign the extension, which he did. And then, and then he's like, Oh no, I want to stay here. And then he stayed for one year and left. And I think that like, I mean, I, I haven't been a Villa fan that long, but I was, you know, I got to see the whole, you know, sort of <clears throat> drama, if you will. But I mean, he, he did carry them from the championship back up to the premier league and was a huge piece of them staying up um, the first year. And, you know, they barely survived the first year. So I think that, um, you know, there is something to be said about that. Yeah, the way he left sucks, but also understanding that, like, you know, where he's at in his career, he's 20, he was 25. It's not like he's like, you know, 18, 19, 20. He's 25. Um, oh, he's man. in prime. And Villa is probably still, you know, like, I mean, where they're at in their project, um, for like better terms, isn't going to offer them, cha- isn't going to offer him Champions League football. Um, and in a lot of ways, it wasn't even offering him a direct path to a regular starting spot in the England squad. So, um, I don't blame him for leaving. I, I, like, I still maintain that the way the board um, and the club handled that is exactly how I want to see them treat um, players. Like, all right, if you hit that money, we'll sell you. Like, there's you know, no dicking around. And then coming out immediately after and explaining exactly what happened in you know no cloudy terms, no fucking speaking out of the side of your mouth. Like, this is it. We're going to move forward and we're going to invest in and continue forward. And they did that. And so um, I'm not mad. Uh I think that a lot, a lot of people tell you that like, yeah, they're hurt, but they're not mad. Like they still appreciate what he did. He just is, he's really stupid. Like, like they, there was that whole, um, gif over the summer during euros where like they asked him about like, you, you're, you've been, uh, described as having encyclopedic knowledge of the game. And he's like, like, what's that? Like, he didn't know what a fucking encyclopedia was cause he's a fucking idiot. But, um, I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, uh, wish you the best, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but he's really dumb. Like, so I like it. I mean, you can be mad, but I almost feel well, bad. He, I mean, dumb. if people listen back to this podcast from last year, I was calling him like a drug addict. <laughs> like, <laughs> all sorts of were. crazy stuff. So uh, the changes that Steven Gerrard has brought in, uh, brought in, you guys just lost the city, but played well. And then before that, you had a win against Brighton. He lost Southampton. Like, like, how's he? What are some well, of the changes he's made thus far? You know, we've won, we've won two of the three that he's been in charge of in the Premier League. Right, we beat uh, uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, um, and we beat Crystal Palace two one. Um, and like uh, the the Brighton Hove Albion one was a big one for me. I don't know if you guys remember, like a month and a half ago, I sent you a screenshot when Brighton was still in fifth, and I said that Villa will finish ahead of them in the table. I still maintain that. Um, 
and he didn't change a whole lot, right? Like he's still playing a lot of the same guys. Um, I think for the first time you saw a little bit in the city game, um, like just the confidence to play out of the back, even going, you know, through man city's very impressive, uh, high pressing attack. Um, I think that, you know, time is going to, it's going to be a, a long month cause they're not going to really be able to train. Um, cause there's so many games and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that it's, it's what it needed was a fresh voice. And you saw Emu Buendia play so much better, um, confidence in his touches and stuff like that for the first time really since he's joined. And I don't, I don't think that's Dean's fault so much as just time. Like we talked about Jaden Sancho time to get used to playing, uh, with this team in this league. And so, Oh uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be good. If you watch the way Rangers play, like they, like I know it's the Scottish Premier League, but they still like, you know, just dominated teams. And I think that you know the the possession style that Gerard wants to play is going to be fun, and they're going to be exciting. And, and I'm 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 happy with what I saw so far. Like we played City, Liverpool, and Chelsea all this month. Um, so those are some tough tests, but there's also some, some winnable ones in the meantime. I, I'm super excited for the Leicester game um, to see where we're at against a team like that because they're still pretty talented too. They played great against City. I watched the second half. Um, the reaction for Grealish was mixed. I saw some people applauding, some people kind of pissy about it, but they could have they nicked a point. I mean, they, they really had a great second half because I think it was 2-0 at half. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, it was two nil. They, uh, Watkins scored four minutes after, uh, after halftime. And then they were, you know, pressured and chased very well. Um, the whole second yeah. half. So, um, I guess I was very pleased. It was, um, uh, it, it was encouraging, I guess. If nothing else, it was an encouraging loss against a really good team, a title contender, like we said earlier. Um, but that's a lot of Villa talk. What about, uh, um, what about yeah? Guys, what about the Conte changes, Tyndall? Yeah. Uh, what have you seen early well, on? Can we talk about the uh, the Bruno goal? It's not Bruno. It's yeah, Bernardo. The Bernardo goal. Oh that yeah. No, I mean like I mean, they're so they're so lethal on the counter attack, but just to like just to you know get a ball coming across there and not even have to take a touch, just a one time opened opened his foot up and like he didn't even hit it with laces, like he opened his foot up and hit it with like the instep but just perfectly placed it. Like the, the whole thing people were talking about, like that city was going to sell him. He might be still one of their best players. I think he's their leading goal scorer in the premier league right now. Um, so yeah, he's Crazy. not going anywhere. Coming across his body, top of the box. Just ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it live. I was like, wow. Like I did a, I did a clap gif where I just like shrugged my shoulders. And like, damn. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good, good hit. I'm pulling it up again right here. It's, it was such a quick counter too. Oh yeah. He made I mean, it easy. Yeah. It's like one pass tomorrow, two pass, a uh, couple dribbles pass yeah. one timer. But, oh yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a strike. It's a freaking strike. It's yep. a thumper. It is. I mean, I think it pales in comparison to those two Salah goals from earlier in the season where he, the, the Salah dribble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those dribbles were insane. <laughs> That's where he looked next That's level. Crazy. All right. So where are we moving from here? Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Conte. Conte yeah. changes. Yep. Yeah. Wild. I mean, well, he, he hasn't really a lot to shake out. Squad changes in general. I'd say Lucas Mora, Kane, Son start every single game now. Um, he's. 
pulled Delhi out of the squad for the most part, which is a necessary change. Um, he's got Reggie playing a lot better. I would say he's moving up the field quicker, uh, very involved in the offense. Cause he's playing a wing back role along with, um, Emerson. Yeah. Along with Emerson on the other side, but then skip last game against Brentford was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think the whole fan base recognizes that skip is actually kind of a special player. I think people have softened on Hoybier a little bit, but he's also slotting in at center defensive mid for the, for the Tottenham hotspur right now. So I like, what are the bigger squad changes in general? Well, I mean, I think one thing to call out is Eric Dyer, right? We've shat. I have shat all over Eric Dyer in the last couple of years. He hasn't put a foot wrong. He's been very, very steady. And he was that way for Nuno as well. Um, you know, Mourinho had some bias towards him because he came up in Portugal and there were already connections there and he wanted him when he was at United, Jose did, but Eric Dyer has been just super, super solid. So Bravo, like not making a lot of issues or a lot of mistakes. Ben Davies has been really consistently in the side. Yeah. Um, I know he's injured a lot last year, but use. Yeah. He looks good in there left-sided yeah center center back and uh that's about it i mean tangy is not playing um hardly at all with conte so that would be a big a big change um we're not seeing a lot of him and i'm not surprised um okay i think it's time i still every time every time you guys every time you guys say that then like in the past like it's been like all right fucking lazy not gonna work and then like (laughs) And then he gets into a game and then he just fucking bosses a game for 70 minutes. You're like, he's fucking amazing. Like, yeah, it, I mean, the, the talent's there, right? It's the consistency. He's like, you keep hoping and wishing that with these coaching changes, you guys are going through that. Somebody's going to be able to hit the right key for him to get the consistent results. The way some of those magical, like three, four game stretches show up. I'm not sure his heart is in Tottenham anymore, especially because he's being linked to rather large clubs still like champions league level clubs. I think he wants out. I mean, he's still the record signing and he's on a huge wage package. I think 200, which is like near Harry. So it's just a shame because I think they paid 65 mil for him. Um, and he's, yeah, he's got a lot of potential, but if you don't run your, run your socks off for Antonio, then you're, you're, probably not going to play. I think he just looks lazy when he plays too. Like his, his running has come up, his fitness has come up, but his style just looks, you know, it's the drunken master style. Yeah. Um, it just looks weird and unorthodox, and which is why it's so lethal it's when fun. he is on yeah. the field, his, his ability to take people on one-on-one is otherworldly. Like there's no other players like him. Yeah, and I think he'll get some opportunities, right, with the the slate uh, and how many games there's going to be. You have to rotate to an extent. Um, Harry Winks has made a slight re- reappearance, and he's still just as shit as ever. Um, <laughs> some people kind of saying, "Oh, Winks looks a lot better." Not that I saw when he came in the he sideways passes and losing the ball. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because he's the, he's a a nice little man, but. I just think, yeah, if, if the Newcastle rumor is true, good riddance. I hope you get a fresh start, bud. Huh. And then Romero, obviously kind of a killer out in the Argentinian international window. 
So we're missing him. Uh, I mean, I'll be curious to see if they make really any changes at all in January. I'm sure people, the fans are going to be pushing, 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 but they're not going to. And even if they do, yeah. it won't be for the people that Conte want. And that's been like kind of the last points of like, whether it's Conte or Mourinho, like you can be like in the past, like they've been able to be like, this is what I want. And then they got it. And that's not Levy style. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that marriage works it, out. It feels it feels doomed to fail, right? I don't it, even a little like bit. Yeah. negative. Like just just even if even if like because I think that you could argue there was there was a good stretch of results under Mourinho too, and I think that Conte as a good coach will get a good stretch of results out of Tottenham. But like when it comes time to actually legitimately cycle and freshen the squad, Levy won't do it because all he sees is is dollar signs like. He won't move Tangi on, even if Tangi needs to move on for anything less than he bought him for, or what he thinks his investment is. And like, and and but that's so dumb because that's that you could apply that to the Deli Alley situation, and then he completely loses his value. It's just you could still you could still sell Deli tomorrow and, and make ten times what you bought him for, though, right? Because you bought him for like what six hundred thousand pounds or something like that. Like it was something stupid. Five mil. Yeah, yeah, but it was like yeah. watching uh, that Dogecoin go up to point six nine, and then holding on point two one to sell. So you, yeah. you saw the dollar signs for a little while there, even like yeah. two seasons ago. What could you have got for him? Like 55, 50 range, hundred, hundred. He would have been, he would have yeah. been up there. He was, he was only 20, 20, 21 and, and starting consistently for a top four side, like, and playing very well for a top four side. Yeah. Um, and he's British. Yeah. It's like lost his spark. I hope, I hope he gets it back somewhere else too. Uh, he can come to he Aston looks Villa. awkward out there. I'll take him in Villa. I'll be that. I'll be that rehab project. Like I honestly thought that there was flashes when we had Ross Barkley on loan last year that like he looked like decent. I think that there's I like Ross Barkley on Villa. I remember specifically thinking he was playing well. But I, like I know bringing in uh, Buendia does that. But Buendia's been playing out wide. You know, uh, we brought uh, we got Douglas Louise back healthy for the first time really all season, and he's such an important player for us. Um, but having like and I love Nakamba. I think he's a great. Uh, he's marvelous. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> um, but like, awesome. you know, I think that, you know, if you put McGinn and, and Douglas in there in the middle and you have somebody like Delhi that can play an advanced role underneath like Buendia Watkins and, or Danny Ings, or uh, if he's ever going to be healthy, Leon Bailey, like, I think that there's potential there. And I would, I'd be willing to throw you guys 15, 20 million just to uh, see what happens. But it's so generous of you to just throw us some cash, Jimmy. It's nice. You're welcome. We're like the, like, uh, I, I, I make it sound like I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to go down to a, a, a smaller club. But the fact of the matter is Bill is still like one of like the top five richest clubs, um, as far as ownership group in the premier league. Uh, so they have money. It's just a matter of doing it the right way, which they have been so far. Birmingham Peaky blinders hometown. Ah, yes. Phillip park. <laughs> it looks beautiful. It's definitely on a bucket list for me now. Where in the country yeah, is, is Birmingham? The Midlands. Midlands. Yes. <laughs> Very industrial, historically. Yep. Right, Jim? Yep. Uh, it's uh, like basically between London and, and Manchester, like right in the middle of the country there. It's uh, like uh, by, by region, if you looked at it, it'd be considered like a southern part of the country, but really it's at like the northern end of the southern part of the country. Um, and, yeah. We're really cutting hairs though, because it's a tiny little fucking country. <laughs> it um, is. That's when I when I always look at a team. I look at a team of all the or a map of all the teams in the country. I'm just like, 
Look at the density of that. It's insane. Just the density of clubs in London alone is ridiculous. Um, yeah. But that picture like That's Brad why American of, soccer sucks because if you look at the density of that, it's just you go, paltry. You go four, four, four time zones in, like in American sports. They, they don't they don't do that. like there's one time zone in England. Um, anyway, it's true. I digress. Do you want to talk about the uh, relegation battle a little bit? Because I did catch some yeah. of that Norwich Newcastle game, and Newcastle had a very early red card, and Norwich couldn't capitalize. But in the last three games, Norwich has picked up points, and every single one of those games since Dino Smith has has left uh, Villa for Norwich, and Daniel Farka, one of the most Interesting. Coach. I like Daniel Farka. Like, yeah, dude, if I was if I was a championship club, I would have already hired him because like he brought Norwich up twice in in two tries, right? Like, yeah, they were absolute failures in the Premier League, but clearly knows how to coach in the championship. I would have already hired him by now. Um, I I, I like I I've made it, you know, kind of known. I, I I've in the past I've had zero love for Norwich. Like I don't care. Like I was hoping they go down, but now, oh, I like Dean Smith and. I want Norwich to succeed. So I like um, Josh Sargent to uh, sneaking into the premier league at the very bottom of it is kind of interesting. And he's playing a lot. He's Not playing scoring. a lot. He's playing. I mean, he's, he, I don't know if he's playing, he's on the field. Uh, like there's probably a reason why he didn't get called up to the last camp. He looks like shit. Uh, he's just out there running around like a fucking chicken with his head cut off. He looked awful. Apparently he game. played sure, really well in the, was it the uh, Southampton game or no, I, I don't remember. He, Apparently he played, he came on as a sub and played pretty well in one of these games, but they did win right before they fired Farco, which is kind of silly. They won and then they fired him, but then they beat Brentford right after and tied Newcastle. So all of a sudden they were like doomed. They were at the bottom of the table by a long, by a long ways. In, in the last five games, they are two, two and one. They got two. Wins, Their goal two differential ties. is bad, right? So it's yeah. negative 20. They have eight. They've scored eight goals all season. Yeah. So they're tied with Burnley. They're in 19th right now. Newcastle's floating down at seventh with the, which is hilarious in its own right, because the oil people just bought that club. So it'd be really fun to see him mm, go in the championship. Just, just a matter of time. I'm, I'm telling you like, no they, wins. You're a seven, no, seven. They, they will be coming. And like, it, it won't be this year. It might not be next year, but I promise you with that, with the, like, it's not like, like when they fucking artificially pumped up Chelsea and City, like yeah, they those teams had some history, and yeah, they were able to do a lot of it before financial fair play, but none of them were like little like le- legitimate English giants the same way Newcastle has the capability to be like giants historically, fan base, stadium, all of that, and now you have money backing it. It's a matter of time. I'm telling you. At least it would be tougher the for them years. for players to want to agree to go there if they go yeah. down though. So in it won't happen next, as quick. In the next ten years, Newcastle will finish in the top four three times. Probably fair. Huh? No one will ever fact check you. <laughs> no, nope. it's cold well, out there. Though, yeah. I don't cold know. money. It's cold. It's yeah. cold all over the place. You can go, you can go play in Madrid. But it don't sing and dance and it don't and, walk. And all all of the warm weather training that you're going to be doing, like like oh, it's cold. We'll fly you guys out. Yeah, let's more go to training Dubai. Fly back. Yeah, we'll see Delhi Alley there. A long way up there. <sighs> Burnley, another one. Uh, game in hand. They're in 18th, the third team in the relegation zone. They played Newcastle next, right? Uh, 
Is that true? Yeah, Saturday they play That's Newcastle true. versus Burnley. Excellent. I love it. Be Sunday, a fun one. Sunday Norwich and Tottenham. Desperation when I'm watching. That's why the the Norwich Newcastle game was so fun because they're just like slinging tackles at each other, just desperate, desperate mm-hmm. to stay up. And the other mm-hmm. one's kind of in the zone. So 17 is Watford. They're sitting on 13 points, so they could be a candidate to go down. And then Southampton and Leeds, only five points above that drop, 15 apiece. Nope. Villa, Brentford, Crystal Palace at 16, so they're starting. Ever, Everton at 14 too. Um, Look at that. Nobody's like their form is terrible. They've got, they got one point in the last five games, and that was only tied Tottenham zero zero. I think so. that West Ham starts a regression down the table at this point in the season. Any thoughts on that? Currently sitting in fourth on 24 points. I mean, overperforming. I think it's about time they regress to the mean. I think they'll still possibly be in Europa League place. I don't know. They're doing very well in Europa. Well, group. I mean, I mean, say what you will. Like David Moyes knows what's coming. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at the Champions League, and like Barcelona could be in third place and come down to the Europa League, like. Like they're they're about to go from like one of the better teams in Europe League to not that good because that happens as soon as all those Champions League teams drop. Like yeah. so, um, yeah. It's so it's it's so crazy that all the third place Champions team Champions League teams just drop down at that competition. Right. It makes the competition and, a legit yeah. legit trophy, but. And the same thing happens for the Conference League Europa. Does it? League Does it? Okay. Drop well, down. I was about yeah. to ask that. So, yeah. Tottenham will have to do a playoff. I think a two leg playoff with one of those teams um, that drops down. I think is how it works. That's kind of, if you finish second in your group. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think what you said about that competition for Tottenham, not being a priority makes a shit ton of sense. I wish they would lose, especially because if they won, then everybody on the internet would be like, that's not a legit trophy. Tottenham got it. That doesn't count. It's also an opportunity to play it. a bunch of those guys that you, yeah, it's an opportunity to play a bunch of guys that aren't getting game time in the, in the Premier League. If you're like serious about figuring out what you got and like doing a reset, like you got to get guys in the field to show that they can't play. Like because otherwise, like if it's when people are like it's like uh like I think Man United, Donny Vanderbeek's been sitting on the on the bench. Like maybe he sucks. Maybe he sucks in training. And that's why he never plays. But you can't prove that until you put them on the field, right? Like just any of these guys that don't play, put them on the field, expose them if they suck. Like, and that's an opportunity to do that. So, well, we, Spurs have really taken that opportunity to show <laughs> that uh, <laughs> squad players really, really suck. Um, Deli and Winks and Sessegnon. I hope that he still has some potential. He's just come back from injury, but. Yeah, it's still another venue. You know, if you crash out of the Carabao or FA Cup, um, still another venue to try and develop people a little bit. Yeah, but you're right, yeah. Michael. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't be thumping my chest if they won, but I'd be like, hey, got a trophy. I mean, That's they it. can't beat these little squads from Austria and wherever the hell else they're traveling these days. Anyway, Slovenia. But. Slovenia is the one they lost to recently. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful country, by the way. They're in second place in that group tied with Vitesse, who I think is Austrian, right? Uh, Austrian. They're they're, uh, Netherlands. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Europa Conference League. There it is. They, it's it's so like every game they play in that is just so awful and horrible on the eyes. It makes you hate all ugly. squad players. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. All right, all right where so are we going from what, here? I'll say like, uh, um, not to be a Debbie Downer, but I do have to get it back to work at some point. Um, I'll say like, let's uh, we're coming up on festive fixtures, and like, hopefully we can do this again soon. But like, let's uh, you know, it's the holiday season. Let's let's go around and give one thing that we are uh, we are thankful for. It could be your, something about your club. Or the Premier League, or Champions League, or something soccer. It's got to be soccer. Thankful. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. That is nice. Who mm. wants to start? Uh, I'll I'll start. I am I am thankful for seven games this month of just Premier League soccer. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, soccer on Boxing Day because there is no better sporting tradition currently in my life than Boxing Day soccer like i look forward to it more than any other like sporting event like i don't care about you know american football on thanksgiving i don't care i certainly don't give a fuck about nba on christmas but boxing day premier i couldn't give less of a fuck about that no i couldn't it's like a show of i hate nba but so the for boxing day uh we got some lovely matchups we have villa at home against the league leaders in Chelsea uh, at 12.30 in that primetime slot. No one else at that time. Um, nice. And I'm also uh, excited for the game right before then, Spurs versus Crystal Palace at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So a little, little London battle. Uh, love Boxing Day football, so that's what I'm thankful Does for. Does everybody play? Everybody plays on Boxing One, Day, right? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, 18. Um, okay, 18 of the teams. Good. Yeah, the only teams that don't play is Newcastle play against Man United the following day, but everyone else plays on on Boxing Day. It's fantastic. Indeed, they're good ones, Jim. Good ones. I don't know how many matches Spurs have, but uh, I I'm I'm grateful for Oliver Skip. I think he's a gangly, funny-looking little man. Um, very strange. Yeah, the way he runs and. His arms, he's a strange looking little human, but he's fantastic. And he's very understated. The work that he does, um, is, is it's not pretty or flashy and the average fan may not Some notice of the passes it, are pretty. That's true. The one to Harry was, was fantastic. He, and he is, that's what Conte recently said is he, he wants to develop his possession and, and sort of attacking, um, pieces to his game. But yeah, I just, he, He's impressive, and it's fun to see an academy kid um, show up. And, you know, so much hope from watching him with Norwich. Okay, he's doing great in the championship. He's in, like, the team of the year. Will it translate? And it looks it looks like it's translating, and he's young. So that's, you know, that's like a FIFA mentality when you find a, a solid young prospect and get to watch him develop. Um, so I, I'm thankful for little Skippy, strange little man. That was a good one. That's a good one. I'm uh, I'm thankful for there was a Grant Wall article on Sheriff Terrace Ball that was an absolute delightful read all about that club and how how it's really like run on organized crime it's it's funded by organized crime and the, the city that the club plays and it's just insane like I I would highly recommend this article to anybody that has not read it it was a really fun read uh, interesting Google uh, Grant Wall, uh, Eastern 
Eastern European soccer is just an adventure. Like it really is. And you don't get that. You don't get that joy without you know uh, European competitions. And, you know uh, that's to where it comes from. So um, I could do without the Kazakhstan trip. I don't know how Kazakhstan is part of UEFA, but yeah, I heard they have number three prostitute. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Potassium. <laughs> Potassium. Uh, uh, Potassium yeah. source is really. Master, no time.